Welcome to session three in the series Knowing the Father. Uh, in this session, I want to tackle one of the biggest, if not the biggest, hindrances to receiving the Father's love. Um, this is the whole issue of forgiveness. You see, many of us harbour unforgiveness in our heart. Things happen, people wound us, people hurt us, and we carry the offence and we don't forgive. And um, when we don't forgive, when we're unable to forgive, what happens is part of our heart is closed. And when our heart is closed, we're unable to receive love. And so the act of forgiveness is really powerful because it opens up our heart and it enables us to receive love in a way that we've not been able to do up till now. So this is a really important topic. This is really um, big and it's not an intellectual thing. You know, we don't forgive intellectually, we forgive in our hearts. And that's something I want to look at in, in this session in some detail, because it's really important for us to understand the process. In Psalm 130, the psalmist writes, If you, O Lord, kept a record of sins, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness, therefore you are loved and worshipped. In fact, the message translation says, forgiveness is your habit. And, you know, we've all received the Lord's forgiveness. We know our sins are forgiven. We know that the past has been dealt with. And we are recipients of that wonderful, wonderful free gift of forgiveness. When we come to him and acknowledge our sin, acknowledge our separation from him, he freely forgives us. Um, you know, wouldn't it, be, wouldn't it be great if we could be like that, that forgiveness became our habit and that we were able to release other people and not carry the offence in our hearts? Because when we carry the offence, it keeps us in a prison and actually it keeps the other person in a prison. But when we forgive, we let ourselves become free. We set ourselves free from that prison and we actually set the other person free as well. At the very end of Psalm 130, it says, Israel, put your hope in the Lord, for with the Lord is unfailing love, and with him is full redemption. His forgiveness brings full redemption. It's generous. And, you know, as we look at this, what we're going to see to, is that forgiveness brings redemption. And true forgiveness comes out of a heart of love that seeks to release and not hold on to the offence. True forgiveness always comes out of love. And I believe when, as we forgive, we too will see full redemption. Now, our families are probably the principal place where, um, where we receive offence or wounding or pain. And so as we talk about forgiveness, um, I really want you to, to consider, first of all, um, forgiveness within the family, forgiveness to your parents, because they themselves, you know, our parents didn't receive the love they needed. And so they weren't able to give us the love that we needed. 
And because of that, they caused us pain, maybe many times unknowingly, but they've wounded us, they've, they've caused us pain, and they've, um, they've, they've in a sense um, been, the, been the person or the people who have caused us to carry offence in, in our heart. Now, when we talk about forgiveness, uh, I want to look at a story that Jesus told to his disciples. We find this story in Matthew chapter 18, verses 21 to 35. And for the sake of time, I'm not going to read that, but um, you can look at it afterwards. It's, it's a passage we're very familiar with. Now, this story that Jesus tells is in response to a question that Peter asks him. Peter says, you know, how many times do I need to forgive? You know, I guess he's probably frustrated with his brother and, you know, family arguments and everything. And he comes to Jesus, probably a little bit wound up, a little bit frustrated and says, oh, how many times do I have to forgive? You know, is seven times enough? And Jesus says, no, 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 not 70 times seven, not seven, but 70 times seven. You see, it's not the number of times we forgive. It's the way we forgive. And that's what Jesus um, goes on to talk about in this story. It's a story about a king who is owed a lot of money by one of his servants. And the servant is totally unable to repay the debt. And, you know, Jesus is telling this story to Peter in response to Peter's question. You know, Peter's question is, how do I forgive? And Jesus says, look at this story. Look at the way the king forgives his servant. So when we consider this story, we need to put ourselves in the position of the king, because it is the king who is doing the forgiving. And, you know, it was Peter who needed to do the forgiving. It's us that needs to do the forgiving. And so Jesus tells this story about this king who is owed a lot of money. The servant, um, the, the, well, first of all, the king starts off by um, looking at his ledger, if you like, and seeing how much people owing, owes him. And he, his, he sees this one servant who owes him 10,000 um, gold, you know, bags of gold or whatever. And he calls the servant before him and says, you know, you owe me this much money, repay me. And the servant is unable to do it. The debt is too big. It's, it's impossible. And there's nothing that servant can do to put it right. And so the king says, you know, I'm going to put you in prison until you can pay. Now that, you know, how is that going to work? You know, when he's in prison, he won't be able to work. The debt's impossible anyway. And, you know, it's just impossible. And the servant says, have pity on me. And the king at that moment is filled with pity and compassion for his servant and his servant's family. And he makes a choice. And in that moment, he decides that he is going to let the debt go. He's not going to pursue it anymore. He's going to let his servant off. Now, in this story, there are three things that happen. And it's really important for us to understand these three things, because this is how Jesus tells us, how Jesus instructs us to forgive. Um, he says, first of all, 
the king had to be aware. He had to understand. He had to know what he was never going to get back. Those 10,000 gold coins or whatever it was, he's never, ever going to see those again. He's going to have to write that dead off. So the first of all, the first thing the king does is he quantifies what has been taken from him that he's never going to see again. He identifies it very clearly. The second thing is he, and I think the second thing is the hardest thing. He, he has compassion and pity on his servant. He realizes there's nothing that servant can do to repay the debt. And as a consequence of identifying what's being stolen and having that compassion, he chooses to let the servant go and lets him, sends him off free. Now that servant goes off, finds one of his fellow servants who owes him a very small amount and he doesn't have the same attitude or response as the king. And he puts that fellow servant in prison because of a very, very small debt. Now, the other servants see that and they go back to the king and they say, that servant you forgave, he couldn't forgive his fellow servant. And Jesus says in the story, it's like that first servant had his fellow servant by the throat, you know, and he was strangling him saying, repay me, repay me, repay me. And the king gets the, the first servant back and says, you know, I had mercy on you and couldn't you have mercy on your fellow servant? And because of his servant's attitude of unforgiveness, he has him thrown in prison. And Jesus says at the end of the story, you know, this is how it is if you do not forgive from your heart. And those are the key words, forgiving from your heart. And the the way the king forgives his servant is forgiveness from the heart. He counts the cost. He sees what he's never going to go get back. He has compassion and pity. And then he lets it go. And I believe as we look at the areas of unforgiveness in our own heart, we have to do the same thing. What have we lost? What has been stolen from us? What are we never going to get back? Now, I find it quite helpful, you know, to when we're considering what we've been what what's been stolen from us, what we've lost, it's is to ask the question, how do you feel? What are the emotions you feel about that loss? Because very often we've lost the opposite to how we feel. So if we feel rejected, we've lost a sense of acceptance. If we feel abandoned, we've lost a sense of being loved. If we feel um, a sense of poverty, we've lost the sense of, of the riches of the kingdom. You see, and I think that's quite, quite helpful for us to identify um, what's been stolen from us. You know, look at the emotions you feel in that loss and you probably lost the opposite to what you feel. Now, the, that's the first thing. Identify what's been stolen. And the reality is our parents were unable to give us what we needed. And it's like we, we didn't receive the love, we didn't receive the affection, we didn't receive the acceptance, we didn't feel that sense of belonging. Um, maybe it, it, it comes down to possessions that our parents weren't able to give us or opportunities they weren't able to give us. 
And that caused a wound in our heart. You see, Satan takes all of those things and turns it into a lie that our heart believes and we carry the offense of it. And so the first thing we have to do when we're looking at this really important issue of forgiveness is to say, what has been stolen from me? What were my parents unable to give me that was my right? And I'm never going to get it. I can't wind the clock back and put it all right. It's gone. Just like all that money that was owed to the king, it's gone and it can never come back. And the second thing, and I think this is the hardest thing, is once you've identified that, is that loss, the next thing is to ask the Holy Spirit to give you compassion and pity for the person you're forgiving, for your parents. Because the reality is they didn't receive the love they needed. Now that's not excusing them. That's just seeing it in the broad picture that you know they didn't get what they needed from their parents. And it goes all the way back to Adam. You know, that doesn't excuse abuse or or, or, or in some false way find it, you know, make it acceptable. No, it's basically just saying, Holy Spirit, will you give me compassion? and pity and will you enable me to let them go let them go because they cannot put it right your parents may have died they can't do anything to put it right they can't repay it they can't relive your childhood it's gone and it's by the holy spirit that we say will you enable me to have compassion and pity and let them go now, the other servant couldn't, the first servant couldn't do that with his fellow servant. He went out and it says in Matthew chapter 18 that he held him by the throat. And you see, when we harbour unforgiveness in our heart, it's like we're holding that other person by the throat and saying, give me, give me, give me. You owe me, you owe me, you owe me. And we're putting them in an impossible position. They cannot repay the debt. The debt cannot be repaid. There's nothing they can do about it. And when you hold them like that, you're holding yourself in a prison. That's what happened. This first servant was thrown in prison. And we actually hold the other person in a prison as well. We're holding them by the neck and we're, we're trying to get something from them that they cannot give us. And, you know, when we can really come to the place of cancelling the debt, counting the cost, writing it off. See, we can only cancel the debt once we know what that debt is. And the only way we can cancel that debt is by having that compassion and that sorrow and that pity. See, this is not an intellectual exercise. This is not easy. This is probably one of the most difficult things we have to do because it goes right to our heart it goes right to the core of that pain it goes right to the things that we've been carrying the offenses the wounds that we've been carrying in our hearts for years and forgiveness is dealing with those pains dealing with those offenses dealing with those wounds and it's coming to the place of saying, I choose by the power of the Holy Spirit to let it go. You see, intellectual forgiveness, when we forgive with the mind, we say the words. You know, I forgive you. Maybe someone says, I'm sorry. And we say, OK, I forgive you. But that's not dealing with the issues of our heart. 
you know, Jesus is very, very clear. And he tells this story to Peter. He says, Peter, if you want to forgive your brother from the heart, if you truly want to forgive him, if you truly want to see him go free, then you've got to be like the king in the story, not like the servant. And so as we conclude this session, I want to ask you to put yourself in the place of the king. What has been stolen? What has been taken? What did you never receive that you should have received? Who was that person who wounded you? Who are you carrying the offence against? And then say, Father, Holy Spirit, will you give me compassion for that person so that I can let it go? That's forgiveness from the heart. Now, just one note of caution. Just because you forgive someone doesn't mean you have to go back and have a positive, good relationship with them. Because, you know, forgiveness is a heart thing. It's setting our heart free. And sometimes, you know, it would be wrong to, to get back into relationship with people because it could be abusive or um, cause more wounds. So I just put that in as a note of caution at the end, because I do believe it's important. You know, forgiveness sets us free. And the Father wants us to be free. And as we forgive, those areas of our heart that have been closed become open. And then he pours his love into our hearts. So as you consider this session, just put yourself in the position of the king. See if by the power of the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit will give you grace to do it. Forgive your parents. Forgive your siblings, forgive your other family members, your bosses, your teachers at school or university, your employers. Set them free. And then ask the Father to pour his love into your heart, into those areas of your heart that have been opened. See, this is the thing that changes and transforms us so much. This is a whole huge area that brings freedom. And that's what the Father wants for each one of us. Mm -hmm.